Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Jerzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin has a help. Whoa. Bautista got off. He could handle that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, radio.com, tinnythefan.com. Uh, what are we doing here? We got the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is back in the news. We'll do fair or foul in a half hour. Hell yeah. I love me some fourth. Fourth for life. Um, I was watching MOB Network, and they played fair or foul, and I was like, no, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. And uh, to, since we are fielding our own uh, team right here to be traded, let's 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 not to the do, Cubs. Let's not mention we this team is going to be traded to the Cubs specifically. We, we did just get a texture uh, who was our bullpen catcher. Oh, cool! So we have added now. That's nice. Yes, it's an important role to have, right? Yes. So we've got me at second, medium Joe at third, you at catcher. What should we have Fish do? I think Fish should be left field. Left field. Okay. You okay. okay with that, Joe Fish? Good speedy and left. Can you I catch guess. a fly ball? Can you deal with the Ivy? Well, I don't know. I feel like the left fielders are usually like the guys that are like, uh, we don't really have a spot for him, so just throw him in the left. I mean, we'll play center. We were just worried about, you know, injury concerns. We just wanted yeah, you to I mean, be long-term. No, I'll, I'll play center. All right, cool. Like, we still have Jason Hayward because <clears> he has $9 million left. And... Let's throw him in right field. Yeah. Well, he is in right field. Let's yeah. just forget about it. I'll be him. the anchor of the outfield for sure. <laughs> okay. All right, and now we need a bullpen catcher, and now we got one. The spine is working. I'm the catcher. Joe's center field. Your second base. We got a good spine going on We got a good spine. Right we got a good spine. Who's our pitcher? Zach Davies? 
Hey, we're looking good, man. Well, no, we talked about this already. Kyle Hendricks, oh, Jamie Moyer. I can't Hendricks catch on Brady. Jamie Moyer. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. And Zach Greinke when he's old. Yep. I have this strong feeling that Zach Greinke is going to last a long time and in Tim this Wakefield. league. We, I was talking with Swag last week about this, and uh, we were talking about Phil Necro dying and how you know him and Wakefield are you know the the, the dying art that is the knuckleball. And how we wouldn't see a whole lot of knuckleballers anymore. And I throw out that I think I would not be shocked if Zach Granke becomes a knuckleball pitcher. He's getting up there. Yeah. He he continues to reinvent himself. He obviously loves being ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if he loves being ridiculous. I think he's just well, he's, weird enough that he's always ridiculous. He's so closed off yep. and so antisocial that his weird intricacies are like fun and cool. Of course. <laughs> like him, like talking to the catcher with no fans, and he's like, I'm going to throw a fastball here, right? Just like in the middle of a game. When he sat down and watched the groundskeepers fix the mound, he's just sitting there playing with grass. I love him. He's totally the next knuckleball pitcher. I guess that's an interesting question. Who would be – let's take Zach Greinke out of it because he is the most obvious choice right now. Well, because I don't think anybody – nobody's coming up. Like there's nobody – no young pitcher is coming up throwing a knuckle. No, no, no. My question is, because we just said Zach Greinke is the most obvious – Remove him from the equation. Okay. Which current pitcher in baseball would be the best future knuckleballer when they get old? Not named Zach Greinke. Dang. All I can think of is Zach Greinke. <laughs> because I think you're mm. right at Zach Greinke, but, like, is there another guy in baseball mm. that when you look at him pitch, you're like, ooh, this guy could probably do that. He could probably get to a point where he does that. Who throws good junk? Well, it's not, just, I, about, it's not just about throwing junk. No? I think it's a lot about, like, personality an ability to adapt. You think somebody like a Verlander could throw knuckles? I think Verlander's too angry. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think he would hate throwing knuckles. So then that balls. throws Scherzer out the window, too. Oh, of course. No, Scherzer would never. Um, doesn't have to be an ace. Doesn't have to be an ace. It could just be a guy that, that you know is a, a guy who is adaptable. You got someone, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, oh, I thought you I, I thought you were like baiting me because you got someone. I'm not baiting you. I'm thinking at the same time because mm. I think I think Granky's a great one, but I know there's other pitchers in this game. That are are kind of like that. You know? Marco Gonzalez. He is funny. <laughs> My initial thought as I was talking there was Marco Gonzalez. <laughs> because he already only throws like 89 anyway. Yeah, and we're also just picking on him. Um, <laughs> so no, it's, no, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good we thing. like Zach Greinke. Yeah, sure. It's a good thing. We do like Zach Greinke. So, I, mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll mull on that. I'll sit on that for a week and I'll try to come back with something. Well, I mean, is there like a... I know who it is. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, it, really? It's Bartolo. Oh, yes. Yep. It's Bartolo. Give me I, know, I know technically he wasn't in the league last year, but I'm sure he still wants to pitch. Come on back, He has baby. multiple families to feed. So. You don't need the roids either, dude. No. Just come out and Just throw 65-mile-an-hour knuckleballs. Yeah, dude. Oh, that sounds great. Right? Yeah, Bartolo Colon comes back. He becomes a number three starter on a team with a 4-2-0, blaze it, ERA, throwing only knuckleballs. You know Bartolo Colon won a Cy Young? Yes. Yeah, in like 2001. <laughs> yep. Another Now, another former pitcher, I think, would have done it. El Duque. El Duque? You think Duque would have thrown the Nux? Well, Duque was such like a unique pitcher in the way his rotation was and his leg kick and his knee going up really mm-hmm. high. He was always having fun. He yeah. was always goofing around. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like he would have been another good guy for that. He's got the nickname. He's got the, the wind-up was intricate. I think Cliff Lee could have been a guy who did it too. Oh, man. How about how about your boy? How about we just go through Cleveland Indian Cy Young winners? How about Corey Klubes? Klubes? I mean, Klubes throws that great slider. Klubes is dying. Klubes is dying. So 
when he comes back, maybe he's going to be knuckleball Tony. He is going to have a workout for teams tomorrow in Florida. And I heard the Yankees might be interested. Dude, two-time Cy Young. Great five-year stretch. Yeah. Hall of Fame? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Is that too short of a stretch? Yeah, it is. It's tough, man. With pitchers, like, what do you think the window is for pitchers? Like, how long do you have to be great? I mean, I've always been a little bit. Because, like, Kershaw, we were like, that guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer seven years ago. Right. Verlander, seven years ago. Right. And and they're still doing it. Yeah, and they're still doing it, which just backs it up, you know. I've always been very. Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. Yes. But, I mean, when did we turn the page on Scherzer and be like, yeah. Well, Scherzer was good in his last year in Detroit, I think. Yes, yeah, which is why he got buku dollars uh, in D.C. But, I mean, he's been great for the Nats for, what, five years already? His whole contract, really. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not, I, th- I think it's I think it's like seven years. Like a CC Sabathia Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think so. You think so? Well, he's a Cy Young winner, right? And with the Indians. You think so? Remember we have this conversation know, all the time. I know, I know. When I say I think so, I think that's me thinking in my head without just leaving dead air. Um, as, I, as I'm like, okay, you want to Cy Young, right? Pause. One, <laughs> two, three. You want to Cy Young. You want a World Series. He pitched great for multiple teams, right? Had a long career. How many wins did he have? Who, CC? Yeah. Like 240. Was it two? I thought it was like 270 or something. But oh, okay. I don't think so. I think the closest guy to 300 is Jamie Moyer. Under 300. Yeah, I mean, I think he's like he's a just over the border in terms of yeah, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Um, but when we talk about it, yeah, is it is he probably a Hall of Famer? I don't know if that's a Hall of Famer. What I was about to say was generally two fifty one. It's okay. We were right in the middle. Right in the middle. Um, when I think of the Hall of Fame, I always try to say I want to keep it a more narrow pool of players who make it just the truly elite. Right. Right. So maybe Cece Sabathia is not the truly elite. He was a great pitcher for a long time. He won the most elite award. He won a World Series. That's a lot of points in his favor. But who's the better pitcher, Justin Verlander or CeCe Sabathia? It's Justin Verlander. C. And the other guys we mentioned, it's them, not him. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of how I viewed it with the Hall of Fame. Because I always try to be way more narrow in who I want to let in, just because I feel like we let in a lot of guys who were kind of borderline. And also we have that veterans committee thing now where it's like oh, guys yeah. that we missed, but we really should have let in like, oh, no, God. you really shouldn't. No, have. you really shouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to this and then we'll uh, get to the hall of fame. Uh, I didn't realize this many people listen to this show. So thank you to everyone who's texting into 503-250-1080. They missed us. Uh, for knuckleballers, uh, we got Chris Sale thrown out there he'll tweak out so hard he'll have to become a knuckleballer i like that um uh the, the ace on our team kyle, kyle Hendricks. Hendricks. yeah that's a that's a great that's, one that's a great one so we're gonna have so many knuckleballers on our team yeah it's gonna be kyle Hendricks when he's throwing knucks yep it's gonna be old zach granke yep we're bringing tim wakefield out of retirement yep and jamie moyer's so old he probably can't throw over 60 anymore yeah so it'll be great perfect uh, we've got, uh, B- I mean, he's got nine pitches. We said it earlier. Uh, Andrew in Spokane says, uh, you Darvish, he'll just add that number 10, mm-hmm. just good round number. Sure. Maybe he loves Yogi Berra. He's like, Yogi's got 10 rings. I should have 10 pitches. <laughs> That's not really <laughs> equatable, but all right. But sure. I like it. Uh, uh, maybe Mike fires. Maybe I can see that, especially because of his silly mustache mm-hmm. thing he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this one's my favorite, Derek Holland. I forgot Derek Holland existed. What team is he on now? Uh, I don't know if he knows what team he is on. 
I want to say he's on the Giants. Really? No way. I think he's on the Giants, dude. Well, it says baseball pitcher, which never sounds great. <laughs> uh, let's see. Maybe his here. last team let's was the Giants. Uh, he is a current free agent for he pitched for the Pirates. The Pirates. The Buckaroos last year. Oh, well, no wonder. I watched zero Pirates games because they sucked. Yeah, he had five starts, 12 appearances. Damn. 686 he got ERA. He to the bullpen. 686 ERA, which is better than his stint on the Cubs the year before, which is a 689. Did he pitch for the Giants? Uh, did he pitch for the Giants? Am yes, he idiot? did in the beginning of 2019, and they traded him. Okay. Okay, so I'm not an idiot. You're not an idiot. Okay. They either traded him or they cut him. Either way. A 686 ERA, that's bad. Yes. So they're right. Maybe that's a great one. Maybe that's a great one. He has a 686 ERA. How do you save yourself? You throw the knuckleball. You throw the knucks. I mean, R.A. Dickey won a Cy Young throwing knucks. Right? Didn't he throw knucks? Yes. That's right. I forgot he won. Did he win that Cy Young? Yeah, he did. He was in the Mets because he won like 30 games. Was that with the Mets or the Blue Jays? like a 4-4 ERA. That the Mets or the Blue Jays? Might have been the Mets. Did he sign with the Blue Jays on the big deal after that Mets season? Is that what it was? Let's find this out. Let's find this out. I'm quick. I'm moving it. I'm moving. We're moving here. Uh, he won the Cy Young in 2012 with the Mets. Boom. Nice. And then signed a fat deal with the Blue Jays. Boom. Look at us. We know baseball. There's one flaw to your knuckleball plan, he won the says gold, the text line. He won the gold glove the next year in Toronto. There is zero chance. Never to be seen again. There is one flaw to your knuckleball plan, says the text. What's that? There is zero chance Mike will be able to catch a knuckleball and won't have many pass balls. Um, uh, Not at second base when I'm backing up the catcher like I'm supposed to. <laughs> On our baseball team. On our baseball team. Where we, we make our own rules. We play defense. Uh, home plate's going to be right in front of the wall, so I'll have no pass balls. Yeah, we're going to storm home plate. There'll be no guards or nothing. We'll just don't, get it. Just don't slide in because you're going to hit the wall behind you. <laughs> because that's that's going to be our stadium. And it's early in the season, so there's no vines to break I actually was quite good at blocking the ball, I feel like, when I was younger, so... If it's a knuckleball and it's dancing around, I'll have the oversized mitt on. You know? I mean, technically, I didn't catch it, so I blocked it. So right. I would say, yes, I'm good at that as well. Mm-hmm. I think the one problem I will have is that this is what I always had when I was young, was I would always hurt my thumb because I would catch the ball slightly incorrectly when it was coming in, and it would like hit the spot where it like hurts the nerve and it just is painful. The knuckleball moves so much, it's hard to catch correctly. I think I would constantly be hurting my left thumb. Ah. So I'll just have to wear a brace, brace or something. This team's getting better and better. We just got a few more roster spots to fill. You can text in 503-250-1080. Let us know what spots you got. We come back. Hall of Fame is in the news. I do want to go through quickly uh, what the ballot looks like this year, and we can kind of say yay or nay on some stuff. But there's some there's some pretty big pros in the industry that are kind of got some interesting things that are kind of making me think the, the Hall of Fame could be in a little bit of trouble. We'll get to all that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. It's 821. We are after dark. Barry Zito came in on the text line. Barry Zito. I'm into that. I'm into that. I mean, Barry Zito threw the 12 to 6 curve. That is true. That was like 45 miles an hour. That is true. You know who our closer would be? Uh, Who? 
Fernando Rodney. I heard someone on the text. I heard. I read someone on the text message asked me. What, what did they ask me? Will Fernando Rodney pitch at least six innings in 2021? Damn it. I wanted to save that for fair or foul. Oh, well, then we'll save it for fair or foul. We don't have to answer it now. We don't Joe. have to answer now. That's just a tease for fair or foul. God. God. God, Joe, don't you know we've become professionals? Well, Why are you I have so a... angry today, Joe? Did something happen? Uh, <laughs> something going on, dude? No, um, but I have a very special uh, fair or foul prepared for you today. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. One related to uh, Patrick's favorite baseball team. Ah, Slam Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? The Chicago White Sox. I got to redo Fairfell. Just a second. The Detroit Tigers. <laughs> oh, man, I can't find anything either. I was looking for the good stuff. We don't even have, we don't even have, uh, what's his name from uh, Chicago? You can put it on the board. Yeah. We do have, you can put it on the board on there somewhere. I can't find it. It's not here anymore. You sure you should have control over that drop board? Yeah, why not, dude? Because if you're going to not find anything and then talk about it for two minutes. Opening day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. All right, I'm not allowed to touch that thing anymore. Um, all right. That's what she says. <laughs> Corey, you thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. Uh, Corey, you thrilled our fans. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at the 2021 ballot, and boy, does this ballot not make you want to cry. Boy, does this ballot not make you want to cry? It makes you want to cry, I mean. Okay. Sorry. I was Um, like, is that a quadruple negative? What's happening? The big names, first year on the ballot, uh, Tim Hudson, Mark Burley, Torrey Hunter, Dan Heron, Mm -hmm. Barry Zito, Mm -hmm. Aramis Ramirez, Victorino, AJ Burnett, Nick Swisher, Latroy Hawkins, who I think should get more votes than people realize, <laughs> and Michael Kadire. Compiler. Okay, so who is the best of those players? Is it Tim Hudson? Uh, I would argue it's Mark Burley. I also might say Torrey Hunter deserves a little love on that list, too. Sure. Just for being one of the greatest fielding center fielders of our, our generation. Sure. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't... Mark ins- Burley has a perfect game, also won a ton of gold gloves. That doesn't inspire much confidence to me, any of those guys, to be honest with you. No. Um, I had I was looking at some uh, Facebook memories. I assume Tim Hudson has the highest war of those players. Yes, now. yes. Tim Hudson is clearly the... Is, is, Tim Hudson's clearly the best. His Hall of Fame metrics are higher than anybody else's. Um, I remember... Uh, I'm <laughs> just checking Facebook memories, and I remember the the day Cleveland signed Terry Francona. I went nuts and like got blacked out at the bar and bought shots for a bunch of people and spent like three hundred dollars at the bar that night. Oh, and I wow. was like, "We're going to the World Series." We got Francona, and I found people with Red Sox hats on, and I was like, "Your team sucks." And they were like taking off their hat because they couldn't remember what hat they were wearing. Sounds like Red Sox fans. Uh, and, and then like, and then like, uh, and then like a month later, Cleveland signs Nick Swisher. And I was like, I saw this post. It said, Whoa. first Tito, now Swisher. That's it. It's over. We're going to the series. You posted that? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, oh yeah, man, dude. I was so in when we got Nick Swisher. I was so in. Nick Swisher. I know. And then we got Michael Bourne. I was like, we're totally going. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, one dude. of the worst signings in your franchise's history. Yeah, dude, not great. Didn't not you great. sign him like a six-year deal too? No, 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 no. We got him dirt cheap because no one would pay him. Oh, we signed Nick Swisher to a big deal. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, so so the new guys don't inspire much confidence. Nope, nobody's getting votes on that. Your old guys from lowest percentage of the ballot last year to the highest go Bobby Abreu, okay. Andy Pettit, who I think should be higher on this list, although the steroids, mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, uh, Todd Helton, Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner, Scotty Baseball, Omar Vizquel, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling. Well, I've seen some interesting posts so far. Yes. There was one of a guy who who shared his ballot. I don't remember his name, but it was the first year he got a ballot, and he voted for nobody. You have to be with the Baseball Writers <clears throat> Association of America for, I think, 10 years or something to yep. get on the ballot. It was his first year voting. First year voting, and he voted for nobody. Making a statement. Okay. Seems weird to me that you would wait 10 years to do that, but it's your vote. You do whatever you want, right? Yeah. Uh, then I saw Ken Rosenthal's article on The Athletic where he basically said that this may be his last year voting for the Hall of Fame because he said he had been calling it the like pinch his nose ballot, and he actually said he changed it to something like the throwing up ballot. Like He felt so sick to his stomach voting, voting for, for, for who he voted for. And he basically went through a whole thing where he goes, for a very long time, I thought it was only important to vote for people based on their stats and nothing else really mattered. And he goes, but in the time that we're in now, the way our country is now, the way the world is now, who you are as a person does matter. And one of the qualities that is required from the Baseball Hall of Fame in your voting is like upstanding person and did things that were right in the world. So he was talking about all these guys he voted for. And he did vote for the steroid guys, too. And he goes, it's not even just them. He said, guys like Omar Vizquel, who very recently was accused of domestic assault and abuse. Pretty bad timing there, Omar. Pretty bad timing. Uh, Andrew Jones has had that in his past. Uh, We all know that Kurt Schilling is a terrible human being. Um, There's a couple. Jeff Kent wasn't a good good guy, right? There's a couple other guys on this list that were just bad people or were tied to other things like that, like domestic assault. Manny Ramirez got 28.2% of vote last year. Mm -hmm. That's one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life. Sammy Sosa has 600 home runs. Right. But steroids, you know. Sure, sure. You have that argument. And he basically Andy said. Edit, one of the greatest postseason guys ever. He basically just said, I'm doing it now, but this might be the last time I ever vote because I can't, in good conscience, vote for these people who I think are bad people, but it's hurt, it's hard to leave good players out of the Hall of Fame. And it was interesting because I trust Ken Rosenthal. There's a group of like four As or five baseball scribes and reporters that I trust. Yeah, Rosenthal, Peter Gammons, Buster Olney, Buster Olney Jason Stark. Jason Stark. And that's kind of it. I mean, Jeff Passan. I like Jeff Passan. Yeah, Passan. I hate John For Hammond. For a young guy. Um, I like John Hammond, but I like to laugh at John Hammond. I don't. Hammond. Yeah. Hammond, sorry. I, I don't. I mean, I, you know, the former players. I was, I was thinking of Jurassic Park. A lot of former players are good. Like, Al Leiter's a great analyst. I think he's yeah. fantastic. Analysts are different than, like, right. good writers. The baseball writers, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it. I trust those guys. I listen to those guys. I believe what they have to say. So hearing Ken Rosenthal speak the way he did or write the way he did in that article was pretty eye-opening to me. Um, because to me, one thing that I've talked about on this show a couple of times is I felt like this year or next year was the perfect opportunity to do the steroid let-in mm-hmm. and then move on so we don't have to think about it anymore. I think next year is the year A-Rod comes on the ballot, which is why next year could be the year to do it. And Ortiz. And, and Ortiz. And it's Bonds and Clemens. And final year. And Sosa's final year. Yeah. And I, I still think there's an argument against Sosa. Because Sosa wasn't good until he started corking his bat and taking steroids. I agree. I agree with you on um, that. Whereas we know 
Clemens and Bonds were still some of the greatest players of all time. Uh, A-Rod also was, we think, one of the greatest players of all time, although there's those rumors that he was taking roids back in high school. Uh, David Ortiz is an interesting case because David Ortiz never really tested for anything. He was put in the Mitchell report, but it was like a, it was kind of a borderline addition to that report. And after that, he never tested positive, even though he was playing amongst the highest tested time. So, I mean, there's there's an well, argument. If, if Pudge Rodriguez is in the Hall of Fame, David Ortiz is going in the Hall of Fame. Well, right. I'm just saying people will argue that he's a steroid guy, and he probably was, yeah. but there's not a lot tying him to it. So it's hard to really argue it where there's a lot tying the other guys to it. Um, so my, my, whole, my whole point was always let's just put them all in because are they deserving of being in the Hall of Fame statistically? Yes. Absolutely. Right? We can hate that they took steroids. Uh, I think I changed my opinion on this like four or five years ago. I used to say, no, never, never, never. And I'm kind of just like, look, it's part of baseball history. There's bad guys in the Hall of Fame already. Let's just do it. Right? So is it going to be this year? I don't know. There's a lot of guys in the ballot this year that, to me, are borderliners. Uh, Kurt Schilling is probably a Hall of Famer, but he's such a bad person. But he was a great postseason pitcher, uh, World Series winner multiple times. So, I mean, like, he's got that going for him. I thought Omar Vizquel was going to be a guy who could make it, but now there's going to be questions about that based on who he is as a person, so on and so forth down the list. I mean, maybe you didn't, nobody gets in this year, right? According to Baseball Reference, <clears throat> which is, is... Schilling, is this his last year? Uh, No. It's Schilling, Clemens, Bonds, Sosa. It's their ninth year. Gotcha. Um, with Jeff Kent in his eighth, Sheffield in his seventh. Um, funny side note here. Omar Vizquel's Hall of Fame ma- matrix, Hall of Fame meter, whatever they want to call it on baseball reference, is a 120. Bonds is a 340. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Omar Vizquel's career war is 45.6. Bonds is 162.8. You tell me a full season plus a game? Wow. Um, I, it, It's going to be interesting. And I I didn't read the article that Ken Rosenthal wrote because I saw him on MLB Network the other morning. And he was talking about, he goes, look, Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame is different than any other Hall of Fame in the sense that it, it, it's, he said he said specifically it's different than the NFL's Hall of Fame because in this Hall of Fame they ask us to judge a person for his character and he said what's so difficult about this is that I don't know where that character of where that judgment of character stops because he's like, like where the line of demarcation where is. the line is because Omar Vizquel if these are true and you are an abuser that is a terrible thing however Bonds is a cheater. How are those the same? And then he brought in Schilling on the on the other standpoint of those are just your political beliefs. You know, like where do I draw the line of your political beliefs, whether they're different than mine or not? He and, said that in the article. He said for a while it was just political beliefs, but now it's turned into like hateful. Well, yeah, because he's because he's a Trumpian vit- vitriol. Yeah. Uh, on this list, I'd vote for one guy. I'd vote for two guys, three guys. Excuse me. I'd vote for three guys on this list. Four guys? Five guys? I'd vote for three. Five guys, burgers, and fries? I'd vote for three. I'd vote for Omar Vizquel, the greatest defensive shortstop of all time. I'd vote for Scotty Baseball because Scott Rowland is one of the greatest third basemen of all time. And I'd vote for Todd Helton, one of the best hitters I ever saw. He has a 316 career average. Mm -hmm. How's this guy only got 29.2% of the vote? Because Denver. I don't give a shit. I didn't say it. No, you didn't. But you got to be careful. I got real close. (laughs) 
You said shh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm perked real my tough God. down here. <laughs> You're lucky I was somewhat paying attention. I know, I know, I know. Things are real tight in my pants right now, so don't worry about it. I think we would have uh, done this. The last time this happened, Joe, you weren't paying attention, and we That's screamed saying, at slightly you. Slightly paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dump yeah. button! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's me holding worry, on the... Don't worry, both Isaac and Stuke said the F word on the air in the last month. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's me, you know, pulling against my steroids. If steroids were cool, then I'm voting for sure Andy Pettit and Manny Ramirez. And I guess those other losers. Oh, I'd vote for Kurt Schilling. I'd vote for Kurt Schilling. I'm just not voting for steroids. Mm-hmm. I'm voting for on the field. I mean, I think if, you, if, if it's me having the vote, I would vote for Bonds. I would vote for Clemens. And I think I would probably vote for Scott Rowland and Todd Helton. Interesting. I think that's, I think, and probably Omar Vizquel too. I think that's who my votes would be for. Uh, I agree with you about Scott Rowland. I think he's criminally underrated as a, as a third criminally baseman. Criminally underrated. And yes, t- for me growing up, I loved Todd Helton. He was fun to watch. Great play. He was a classy, like low key baseball guy that didn't get into any trouble. And he was just like a solid guy. He was always there. Always healthy. Over 400 on-base percentage, over 300 career batting average, Good OPS fielder. of 950. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's who I would vote for. All right. Well, that's Hall of Fame. When we come back, it is fair or foul. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my that's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the... Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. And that's a deep fly ball to left field, and that's a home run for Nick Castellanos. And here is Joe Fisher with Fair or Foul. Bravo. You know, today is a sad day as Castellanos goes deep into left field. 3 so nothing lead for the Reds. So great, I don't man. know if I'll ever put this headset on again. <laughs> I'll never. I'll <laughs> never forget. The great piece of crap, Tom Brenneman. Wow. Who's now the play-by-play announcer for the entire I know. like Puerto Rican baseball team. I know. You just... Now you have to live in Puerto oh, Rico. That woman is Dang very it. short. Okay. She got um, against bald people, Mike. So I think we have uh, a whole minute to go through this fair foul, but it's going to be a, a little bit of a fun one today because there really isn't a whole lot of baseball stories to really help out. I don't want to do any that's like too early, you know, like is this team going to make the playoffs and is this manager going to be Diamondbacks in the series, yes. I sure hope so. Um, you do? Said no one ever. Who cares about the Diamondbacks? Why not? Mix it up a bit. Parody. I like it. Okay. Diamondbacks for Orioles. Let's go, baby. <laughs> uh, you want the beat? Who doesn't team? like a good rubby action? I thought I had a, like a snake hiss on this board somewhere for whenever we talked about the Diamondbacks. I guess not. <laughs> I just think of Dave Chappelle and Mad Real World. Kenny got something bigger. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, because I don't have that, I'll just play this. All right. So, uh, what did make some news in the old uh, offseason there uh, is uh, Patrick's Cleveland Indians uh, saying See. they're not going to be the Cleveland Indians anymore. Welcome to Cleveland baseball team. As one yes. would say, no mas. All right. So, um, what they will be, perhaps... The Cleveland Spiders, going back to their old origins. 
I sure hope so, because some of the former players of the Cleveland Spiders had some of the most fantastic names of all time. And I'm going to play a little fair or foul. Did this player, this name, play for the Cleveland Spiders? Ooh, I like this. Ooh. I love old-timey names. So oh. what, what were the years <clears throat> the Cleveland Spiders existed? Uh, 1887 <laughs> to 1891. So we're going to get a lot of crazy nicknames here, huh? Uh, yeah, for sure. How and close s- was that? Um, I mean, pretty accurate there. 1899, I'm seeing, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I'm seeing as Ken early Burns, as... Ken Burns, you lied to me! I'm seeing as eight, early as 1897, or, excuse me, 1888. 1890, oh, yeah, 1888, it looks like the earliest there. So. Ken Burns, you okay. lied. So, let's get this started. I have about 10 names here. We'll first start off with Cowboy Jones. Cowboy Jones. Oh, Cowboy Jones donned the Cleveland Spiders. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say foul. foul. Yeah, I'm going to say foul. Because I feel like... That's a good, like, easy name that Joe could come up with to try to trick us. Oh, Cowboy Jones. But he's not real. I'm going to say foul. Yeah, I, I mean, Jera is old, but I don't know if he's that old. <laughs> Saying that's say Jerry foul. Jones. Oh, I was like, what? Oh. Jesus. That's why I said Jera. Jera. <laughs> he might. Uh, it is fair. Ooh. Cowboy Jones. Cowboy nine Jones. games total played in the 18. Couldn't even make it to season. 10, Cowboy? <laughs> no. Hey, they only played 18. Leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our next one. Moon Unit. The Moon Unit? First name Moon, last name Unit. Pass. Moon, moon There's Unit. There's no way. That is a hard foul. That's a super foul. Well, it is fair that is an actual name, but it is foul. It was not a Cleveland spider. You find me someone named Moon Unit. It well, is actually Frank Zappa's daughter. What? Oh, wow. Famous musician okay. yeah, Frank yeah, yeah. Zappa. No, no, no. His daughter's name is Moon. You said Frank Zappa, and I was like, okay, you're Moon right. Moon <laughs> If you know Zappa, like, he's weird. Sure. All right, moving on to our next one Buddy Bear Oliver. Buddy Bear Oliver. BBO. I'm going to say fair on that one because a lot of these guys had nicknames that were two names. Yeah. Like so Pee-wee I think. And- yeah, so I think Buddy Bear would be his nickname. So- Long John Silver. I'm gonna say fair. You know, uh, and you know, Mike, it's it's true. A lot of these guys had those two name, nickname, kind of weird names. But this is foul. This is actually. Didn't even let Patrick take it. Yes. I was gonna I was gonna say oh. foul for contrarian reasons. So <laughs> it, we're good. Okay. Uh, Buddy Bear Oliver, actually the name of uh, the son of celebrity chef Jamie Oliver. So actually a recent weird name there. Okay, so you found real names. You didn't just make up names. You oh, found real names. Yeah, I found real names here. All right. Did you look up like? Weirdest celebrity names of all time. <laughs> no, I looked up the most ridiculous names of all time, and there's plenty of lists out there, and I was dying in here. <laughs> sure, it's the bottom of the tenth. Yeah, there's some good ones. All right, moving on to our next one, Peekaboo Beach. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You know this for a fact, Mike. I, you for, had that look in your eye. For some reason, that sounded incredibly familiar, and I feel like it was because I was looking at a list that Joe sent us one day of the strangest baseball names of all time, and I feel like Peekaboo Beach was on there. The daughter of Peekaboo Street? <laughs> I'm going to go foul. That's a skier. That's a skier's name if I've ever heard one. Skier. Peekaboo Beach, an absolute stalwart for the 64 games that he played in 1890 for the Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> Right. Sometimes the old memory bag works just fine. All right, let's cruise, uh, cruise through some of these. Uh, Blue Moon Odom. Fair foul on Blue Moon Odom. Oh, I feel like Blue Moon is totally something from back then. I'm going to go ahead and say foul just to be contrarian from yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to say fair because, you know, they'd look up at the moon and be like, Blue Moon. 
That guy was bleeding one night in the outfield. It was a blue moon. We call him Blue Moon. What's his last name? Odom. Blue Moon Odom. Great, great grandpappy of Lamar. Uh, this is actually foul, but former baseball player, former Oakland A's pitcher, mid-60s to 70s, Blue Moon Odom. Hmm. All right, we're going on to our next one, Icebox Chamberlain. Like from Little Giants Icebox? I mean, that's I, I said the name. It is Icebox Chamberlain. This is Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. <laughs> Icebox Chamberlain. I think I'm gonna go. F- <laughs> I think I'm gonna go fair. I think I, Icebox Chamberlain was a real Cleveland Spider. I think I gotta say fair too, just out of hopes that Icebox Chamberlain was a Cleveland Spider, because that's the first jersey I'm getting. You know, it was only two games, but it counts. Icebox yeah, Chamberlain, two games in Ice. 1896. Just two. Just two. Damn. Reminds me of Val Kilmer in Top Gun when he goes (laughs) with his gum. He, like, chomps in front of Tom Cruise. Okay. How about old Stubby Clap? Stubby Clap. I mean, I once had the Stubby Clap. They got bills for that these days. That's the kind of clapping I was thinking about. You want to know why his name was Clap? Back in the late 1800s. Because you said home runs so far. How far they go? (laughs) All right, let's cruise through these. Come on, stubby clap. Fair foul. Stubby clap foul. Joe, are we on the clock or something? A little bit. Uh, I'm going to say foul. Uh, It is foul, but he is the current first base coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. Stubby clap. (laughs) Well, that guy's our first base coach for Team Hot Corner. That is true. Stubby clap at first base. All right. Hell, he can play first base. Our third base base. coach is going to be Rusty Koontz. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, now this one. As long as Jim Bob Cooter is the manager. Uh, maybe in the late 1800s, it wasn't going to be as funny then, but it's hilarious now. Serious Bonner. Serious Bonner? Serious, spelled like S-I-R-I-U-S. How do you, like Serious Black. And how do you spell yeah. Bonner? B-O-N-N-E-R. Oh, I was hoping it was a one N and Joe mm. just mispronounced. Mm. Serious Bonner. I'm going to go ahead and say foul. Uh, I will agree with Michael on this. It is foul. That is, of course, the former senior assistant dean of admission at Reed College here in Portland, Oregon. Is he still alive? She is definitely she still alive. She is still alive. She her be- name was Serious? Yeah. Oh, she's still kicking. She's uh, alive and well. Uh, I looked up her LinkedIn page. Real person. What? Why so serious, Bonner? She can be... I'm sorry, that uh, was a really corny joke. I apologize. She can be the team scout for Team Hot Corner. Serious Bonner. She she was a professor at Reed, so she knows what she's talking about. So clearly she can scout talent. Old Highball Wilson. Old Highball Wilson? Well, this has got to be true because he was probably drunk. Old Highball Wilson. <laughs> I'm going to say, say fair. fair. I'm, I'm going to say, say fair on Highball. Yeah. And uh, like our boy Icebox Chamberlain, it was only one game, but that's one game that he donned the jersey. And he counts. threw a pitch really high and he became <laughs> Highball. Hashi, hi, Bob Wilson. Or one was hanging higher than the other. Uh, Ew. Gross. All right, moving <clears throat> on to our next one. It's anatomy Cupid joke, Childs. Cupid Childs. Cupid Childs? Like C-H-I-L-E-S? Like a child Excuse center me. or childs like childs, children? Like childs like children. Childs. Cupid Childs. Like the child center. I mean, that is what it sounded like, right? <laughs> I know. I know. I just didn't expect to hear that tonight. We have UP games over on 910. <clears throat> I know. I just didn't expect guy. to hear Cupid that. Childs. Cupid Childs is a fair. Foul, contrarian. And I usually joke about this being a stalwart, but a thousand and four games from 1891 to 1898. 
Hall of Famer Cuban Childs for wow. the Hall England of Famer. Spam. No, I don't know about that. But definitely Cleveland the most, Spider Hall of Famer. That's for sure. When I get that on that veterans committee, you know who I'm bringing in every year. <laughs> Cuban Childs. Cuban Childs. All right, moving on to our last two. Woody Held. Woody Held. Woody Held. I've been doing a really good job at this, by the way. And Woody Held steals another bag, and he hits another banger. And Woody Held. That's a foul. It's a foul. I know. It seems too baseball-y. It to doesn't. Be. It, it does. It seems almost like it's too much. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna say foul as well. You know, I'm gonna say it's foul, but he was a part of the Cleveland Indians organization from '58 to '64. Ah. Uh, shortstop. Well. But you were right on saying that it is a baseball name. He's no Omar Vizquel. All right, on to our last one, Pretzels Getson. Oh, Pretzels. I mean, I love Pretzels, and I love the Cleveland Spiders. I just wanted to be known that I said we should be the Cleveland Spiders on this show years ago. Mm -hmm. Years ago. You did. So when they become the Spiders, I just wanted to be known that me and Pretzel have been all about this all year, all right? So you're saying Pretzel is a fair? I love Pretzels. Especially covered in chocolate. I'm sometimes, a, if they're not covered in chocolate, you just get a piece of chocolate and you get a pretzel, you put them together, put them in your mouth at the same time, and okay. they taste like chocolate pretzels. Okay. Reeled in here. I'm going to say fair as well. Again, one game, but it counts. Pretzels Getson. Pretzels Getson. That is my boy. Make sure you try Dots Pretzels, by the way. If you haven't, they're <laughs> Shout to Dots Pretzels. They're like oh. this North Dakota oh company. Oh, my God. Dots Pretzels, dude, with the most MSG on it ever. They are delicious. They are hot so corner, good. So good. Dots Pretzels. Oh, my God. If Dots Pretzels wants to sponsor the hot corner, we'll do it for free. No, we won't. Yeah, we will. No, we won't. Okay, we won't. But I would love <laughs> to talk with you. If you are related to Dots Pretzels, please, negotiating table. please Let's go. come to the negotiating table. If you, you can, have baseball hey, fans hey, out in North right Dakota. Field. We don't got a right fielder. You can play right no, field. No, Jason Hayward's the right fielder. Oh, man, he's so expensive. You can play left field. Chosen. Oh, chosen center. Yeah. Okay, left field's on the table. Yep. Or first base. We're going to have this band of terrible athletes, and Is, we're going to put Jason Hayward in right. Do okay. we keep Anthony Rizzo at first, too? No, 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 no. He's no. our number three here? No, 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 no. He's too expensive. He's a bro. <laughs> no bros. No bros allowed. Does Dave Ross come out of the manager spot and become the first baseman? Because I'm the catcher now. I don't now. know. You have to. Hey, what was the? What, you I'm to, the catcher now. You have to. You have to check with Sirius Bonner. Like, oh, that's right. She's team scout. Like she knows better. Okay. By the way, I watched that movie the other day. Which movie? Look and be. Oh, I am the captain. I am now. the captain now. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Uh, what is that? What is that called again? Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. It was Phillips, good. It was good. All right, uh, let's get out of here so we can get out of here. We'll do that next. Bye. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Well, that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. There's the Beers on Us podcast. We'll drop tomorrow around 4 o'clock. You can get that wherever you download your podcast, including radio.com and 1080thefan.com. Boys, I'm very, very happy to be here. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. It's good to be back. New year, hot corner back. Let's have a good baseball season, huh? Yeah, and there were even things that I wrote down on uh, my notes to talk about today that we didn't even get to. Which means next week. Which means you'll have to to. tune in next week. Wow. 
What a novel concept. Uh, 503-250-1080 is the text line. That's how you can reach out to us. A pound bag of dots in right field is only six bucks. So the bag of dots can replace Jason Hayward? Yeah. I yes, so. please. Yes, please. That's a better deal. So let's get Sirius Bonner on the line, and let's get her to trade him, and let's go bag of dots. All right? For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.